Under proper supervision, this shouldn't have happened. Growing safety concerns at air parks after another family comes forward about their child's frightening fall. Being that we just moved in here about five months ago, I'm a little bit concerned. How an inmate serving time for serious crimes escaped from a minimum security prison again. In the automotive world, it's like winning the Super Bowl. And top honours for a collectible car rebuilt and restored by a team from BC. You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. Good evening. Thanks very much for joining us. Well, there are more calls tonight to regulate trampoline parks and bring in better safety measures after a young girl fell after climbing a rock wall. The fall has left her seriously injured and it happened at the same air park where someone died earlier this year. Grace Key reports. It was supposed to be a fun summer outing with a church group at the Richmond Extreme Air Park. But for 10-year-old Chase, it ended up with surgery to get two pins for a broken left leg. She has a broken left elbow, a broken right wrist, and three fractures to her face. Chase's uncle describes what he's been told about Wednesday's incident. The kids were putting on their harnesses and attaching themselves. They were guided at the beginning, but it sounds like they were not being supervised and they were allowed to clip themselves in and then climb up the rock wall. These are images of the Richmond Wall posted on Facebook and taken earlier this year. Chase was climbing with her best friend and on her way down, something went wrong. My niece was about half to three quarters of the way up the wall, uh, probably about 15 feet, and she went to release to rappel back down and either something broke or it wasn't clipped in properly and she fell to the floor. A nurse was one of the church supervisors and she rushed to Chase's side. Chase has been at BC Children's Hospital since Wednesday. It's unclear when she'll be released. Because they won't be able to cast the leg, she's going to be in a wheelchair for the next two, three months because it's such a bad break. At the same Richmond Park, 46-year-old Jay Greenwood went into cardiac arrest and died after jumping into the foam pit back in January. The family is now suing. Last month, a three-year-old boy fell through the springs of a trampoline. The park said he was playing with the Velcro. And a week ago, a four-year-old girl broke her leg and fractured an ankle while at New Westminster's Extreme Air Park. The company released this video saying the father was double jumping contrary to park rules. I think it's important that other kids and other parents know that these accidents are happening, that you know, they don't go in with an illusion that, oh, you know, I can sign a waiver and my kid's going to be fine. Extreme Air Park did not respond to our request for a comment. They do have this sign on their door outlining their safety procedures and low incident rate. Chase's family says more needs to be done and it's an industry that should be regulated. Grace Key, Global News. The hunt is on this weekend for an inmate who escaped from jail in the Fraser Valley. It's not the first time Michael Douglas Sheets has walked away from a BC prison. As Ball Johnson now reports there are questions about why a man convicted of serious crimes was being held in a min minimum security facility in the first place. How hard is it to escape from a minimum security prison in Canada? Here at the Mission Institution, one option would be to just hang a right off the walking path and the street is a few steps away. Corrections officials haven't said yet how they think Michael Sheets got out, other than they couldn't find him at Saturday night's head camp. While a jailbreak from a minimum security prison doesn't sound too alarming, wait until you hear what Sheets did. 
48-year-old was doing a 14-year sentence for manslaughter and arson. In 2004, he and another man threw Molotov cocktails into this Calgary townhouse, starting a fire that killed six-year-old Ali Almayahi and his four-year-old sister, Sajin. And Sheets's lawless streak wasn't over. In 2015, he broke out of the William Head prison on Vancouver Island. Yet despite his status as a known escape artist, he soon landed in the thinly guarded mission facility. Even though Sheets has now twice walked away from prison, a source who's familiar with how the correction service operates tells me that when they catch him, it's unlikely that they'll put him in a higher security facility because he's so close to the end of his sentence. The mission institution is literally across the street from a bedroom community where people are well aware that serious criminals transit the area from time to time. In April, killer Ralph Morris briefly went on the Lamin mission. Though 83, he too had escaped multiple times. I don't think they're going to personally come over to my house and, uh, and knock on my door or anything, but uh, it's kind of concerning that uh, you can just walk, walk away after committing a crime. Uh, you know, maybe, it, maybe they should have an ankle bracelet on or something. Paul Johnson, Global News. Let's take you to the West Kootenay now. Police in Cranbrook say a woman has been charged with murder this weekend. Early on Saturday morning, officers were called to a townhouse unit in the 1600 block of 1A Street South. Now inside, they found a 29-year-old man with stab wounds. He was rushed to hospital but died of his injuries. A 26-year-old woman at the scene was arrested and is now charged with second-degree murder. She is set to appear in court on Tuesday. No names have been released. On the wildfire front, less than 500 fires are now burning across BC, but 30 evacuation orders are still in place. That means about 3,000 people are still not back at home yet. Better news about the Shovel Lake fire in north central BC. That has now been contained. It grew to more than 900 square kilometres, but the wildfire service says they don't expect it to grow any further. Several evacuation alerts in the area have been rescinded as a result, including for the district of Fort St. James. The warning remains about just how dry it is out there, though. The Colwood Fire Department on Vancouver Island says a man and his son set off a model rocket in a grassy area at an old gravel pit this afternoon. That sparked a fire. Fire crews making quick work to put it out and to stop it from spreading. The pair who set off that rocket walked away with a lecture on fire safety. Abbotsford fire crews spent today mopping up after flames ripped through a rubber manufacturing plant that happened last night. 40 firefighters spent five hours attacking the blaze at Northwest Rubber. The fire broke out at the back of the business in the 33,000 block of Industrial Avenue. Dozens of pallets carrying rubber mats were ablaze when crews arrived, but the plant was shut down at the time. Firefighters were able to contain the flames and stop them from spreading to any nearby buildings. Nobody was hurt. It is the same business that was hit by fire back in December of 2015, but there is uh, no word yet on what caused last night's fire. The whole area was all covered in the smoke, obviously, you know, but uh, yeah, it... Uh yeah, flames, you know, uh, oh, 40, 50 feet high. It is difficult to fight in that the products of combustion are extremely dangerous, so we have to uh, maintain uh, all of our personnel in SCBA at all times. 
uh, in and around the area and, uh, you know, anywhere where the, the smoke is drifting to. And in Saanich, firefighters were called to the homeless tent camp in Regina Park. This is after a tent and a number of items inside caught fire. No one was hurt. The fire department says it may have been sparked by a lit cigarette. Camp residents apparently put out the fire themselves with an extinguisher. The province and the district have gone to court to try to evict the residents in this tent site. Uh, they are citing safety concerns, which does include the risk of fires. A BC police watchdog probe into the death of a Seashelt man in 2015 is being looked at again. Miles Gray suffered fatal injuries during a violent encounter with several Vancouver police officers, but the coroner was unable to work out how he died. Kristen Robinson now explains why the victim's family is hopeful tonight. There's just nobody that could ever replace him. Ever. More than three years after Miles Gray died following a violent altercation with Vancouver police, what exactly killed the 33-year-old Seashell businessman remains a mystery. Very traumatizing to live without my son, without our son. Gray worked as a wholesaler distributor of floral evergreens. On August 13, 2015, he was making deliveries when police received reports of a man harassing a woman by spraying a garden hose at her near Joffrey Avenue in Southeast Marine Drive. The first officer on scene reported an aggressive confrontation with Gray. Backup arrived, pepper spray was used, and a physical altercation broke out in a backyard garden involving Gray and eight Vancouver police officers. Some of the officers were injured. Gray did not survive. With an autopsy unable to determine how he died, the BC coroner now seeking additional forensic pathology resources in a second opinion, something Gray's mother has long pushed for. I don't know if they will ever find the definitive cause of death, but at least I know that um, they're trying. What we are hoping is that these additional resources will help us to understand the facts better so we can understand what, we, what the truth of the matter is as best as possible. Court documents reveal Gray's voice box, right eye socket, right rib and sternum were fractured. He also suffered a nasal fracture, dislocated jaw, testicle injury, and bruising to his thigh and right arm. Because his, you know, list of injuries are quite extensive, so I guess they're trying to pinpoint who did what and when. But I guess they're looking for something more definitive, the last blow. There's no timeline on the outside help that could explain how a man with no criminal record and no history of mental illness died in a police incident only witnessed by those involved. Kristen Robinson, Global News. Video of a scuffle between police and a soccer fan after last night's Whitecaps game has been doing the rounds on social media. Vancouver police say the dispute started at a BC Place exit when security told the fan that no one who has left the stadium is allowed back in. The VPD alleges the man refused to listen and insisted on going back in to meet up with his friends. Police warned him three times to leave and when he allegedly failed to comply, an officer took his arm and ushered him away. Police say the fan resisted the officer and was eventually arrested for breach of the peace. One officer pulled a taser during the confrontation. It wasn't deployed, though. Nobody was hurt. The 36-year-old fan was released. No charges are being recommended. 
A warning from Health Canada for people not to use certain homeopathic and veterinary products made by King Bio. The agency says there are products by the company that may pose a health risk to people and to pets as well. The US FDA say high levels of contaminated microbes were found in products known as Dr. King's and Dr. King's natural pet. Uh, children, pregnant women and those with weaker immune systems are at a higher risk. The, these products are now being recalled. A busy stretch of the Granville Strip was closed to traffic for more than two hours today as police dealt with an incident there. It was just after 11 this morning. Vancouver police were called to the St. Helens Hotel in the 1100 block of Granville Street. Uh, they were called for reports of a young man in crisis. Now, the emergency response team and negotiators worked uh, to try and resolve this situation safely. Uh, police saying the public, including other people living at the BC Housing Hotel, uh, were not at risk. Around 1.30 this afternoon, police uh, did take a man out of the hotel into a waiting ambulance before traffic got back to normal. Welcome back. Uh, back in the news now. In Kamloops, a frightening morning for some drivers after a motorhome's brakes failed. Witnesses reported that an older motorhome was headed down Hillside Drive at the time. The RV couldn't stop. Police say it went through two intersections and hit two other vehicles, causing one of them to flip over. Police say there were some people in the vehicles that were left hurt. It is moving day for thousands of students at university campuses across the country. Both the students and parents getting ready for the start of a new school year in just a matter of days. Global's Jules Knox now has more on how families are coping with letting go. Today is moving day. It is the best day of the year. Pull out and pile up. It's the start of a new journey and a long-awaited day. Extremely excited. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get here. But as those last belongings are unpacked... Uh, a little nervous. It's her first, uh, first time away from home. Over the course of four hours, more than a thousand students will be moved into eight different residence buildings. So in the mornings, based on your last name, it's done in 45-minute intervals. When you pull into the, the parking lot down the bottom, you lined up by buildings and we release a set number of cars per building. It's fast and efficient. What do you two want to grab that? Varsity athletes on hand to help. It's been good. It's been like a workout, so it's kind of nice. I don't have to work out later today. For those with a tough goodbye on the horizon, the hardest part is just not having her there. We're, uh, we're a pretty good team, her and I, so <laughs> that's going to be a bit of a void. Very emotional day. I'm just trying to hold it together. <laughs> it's mixed emotions because it's going to be sad not having my sister around, but at the same time it'll be better because my sister's not around, so we'll see how it goes. But for students, excitement overshadowing all else. I'll have so much stuff to do with unpacking and setting everything up. It's, that'll probably be okay for tonight. Maybe tomorrow might be different. <laughs> Usually like once you've like unpacked your whole room and then like your parents like finally have to like leave and you have to like close the door on them, that's like the hardest part. <laughs> students ready to hit the books, closing one chapter and beginning another. Jules Knox, Global News, Kelowna. Remember those days only too well. Now, a Vancouver couple has a whale of a tale to tell this weekend. There is. Hi. Whoa. <laughs> Guys, isn't that what you always hope for? They enjoyed this encounter with a whale while they were sailing a couple of miles off the west coast of Texada Island. That happened this afternoon. They'd seen the mammal in the distance. They then cut their engines about 200 meters away. Uh, then they drifted 
very surprised to find the whale pop up right next to their boat. They say it looked like it was very interested in them, hung around for about 10 minutes, pretty long, before swimming away. I'm not sure if nice. I would have the uh, the courage to go up to <laughs> that friendly mammal. Yes, big. this is true. <laughs> Yeah, always on videos, they always look cute. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been always moments. great when it's uh, someone else's uh, moment. There, that, that would be, I was, like I said, I think you have I to... I think you've got a point. Yeah, or be really, uh, the way I handle a boat, I, I don't think I'd want to do that. No? I'd, I'd be down in the water. And oh, be all the right. Watch. <laughs> Make sure it doesn't happen to you. Yes. All right, then. Let's go to the P&E. We've got a couple of days left, and uh, Lucky Yvonne, she's back there today. How's it going? <laughs> Good, and it's very busy down here. A bit of cloud cover starting to roll in and a very slight chance if you're planning on heading down this evening to see an isolated shower. Just in behind me, we're just at Celebration Plaza and coming up with my full forecast, we will be chatting with Drew from the Dueling Pianos. It is a very popular show uh, that's been coming back year after year here at the Peony. And also for dinner, uh, we have to do continue my Peony food tour this evening. I love the mystery And we've got hand. fish and chips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the mystery hand. The hand of These Todd. are uh, fish and chips. They're uh, very hot. Uh, these are good for sharing, guys. I'll bring you some back. And these are from the shrimp boat. That's just on the main line if you're planning on heading down. So let's take a bite. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> there's no easy mm. way of doing that. No, there's no easy way. No. But <laughs> I give it a thumbs up. These are good fish and chips. Hang on. We'll try out the chips. <laughs> <laughs> just in case, just just in case, right? You got to make sure both are Live good. Live TV. All right, Yvonne so these are tasty. <laughs> okay, got more on the dueling pianos and your full forecast to wrap off the long weekend and back to school coming up shortly. Welcome back. Well, a somber anniversary in Canadian, uh, Canadian aviation history today. 20 years ago tonight, a plane crashed off the coast of Nova Scotia. It soon became clear there would be no survivors from Swiss Air Flight 111. A ceremony was held this afternoon to remember those who perished. We offer the next gift in remembrance and in recognition for all who searched and worked. Nearly 200 relatives of the victims and community members tied to the tragedy came to remember and reflect. One of the themes of the service was moving forward with strength. The late Senator John McCain was laid to rest in a private ceremony today. Crowds lined the streets as his procession arrived at the U.S. Naval Academy in Annapolis. Those paying tribute to McCain today included his sons Jack and Don, retired Army General David Petraeus and McCain's longtime friend Senator Lindsey Graham. Following five days of national mourning, McCain was buried in a plot at the Academy Cemetery next to his best friend, U.S. Navy Admiral Charles Larson, as McCain had wished. An embattled archbishop in the U.S. who is facing calls to resign was called out today while speaking at a church in Washington. It's the latest fallout from that devastating report out of Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania that is detailing more than seven decades of child sex abuse allegations against Catholic priests in the state. NBC's Keir Simmons has more. Oh, a stunning moment at Sunday Mass. Washington's Catholic Archbishop, Cardinal Donald Whirl, heckled by a parishioner. Just three weeks after a Pennsylvania grand jury report accused 300 priests over 70 years of abusing more than a thousand child victims. Cardinal Wall facing calls to resign for allegedly failing to deal with the scandal when Bishop of Pittsburgh, an accusation he denies. In today's sermon, well received by some, he asked, For forgiveness in any of my errors of judgment, 
for any of my inadequacies. In Rome this morning, Pope Francis remained silent on the scandal, rocking the church. He too accused, without evidence, of a cover-up by his former ambassador to the US, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vagano, who's called for the Pope to resign. Instead, Pope Francis stuck to today's gospel lesson, urging the faithful to be vigilant against vanity, greed and hypocrisy. Catholic infighting, reformers against conservatives and anger over sex abuse spilling over once again, sending another shockwave through the Catholic community. Keir Simmons, NBC News, London. Four people are missing after being thrown overboard when two boats collided on a river in California. Just after eight last night, the two river boats crashed head on. They were cruising the Colorado River. Investigators believe both were traveling fast, more than 80 kilometers per hour. All 16 people were thrown out on impact. Passing boaters were able to pull some people from the fast moving water. But divers are now looking for the missing four. Irish rock band U2 had to cancel their concert in Berlin last night after lead singer Bono lost his voice. Before we left the dressing room, I was, was ready to sing for him. So something's happened. And I think, I think the Kevin Bono is not right for you. The band stopping their performance a few songs into the show. Bono apologising to fans for his voice. He said they would take a break and they'd get back on stage, but fans were later told the concert had been cancelled altogether. Bono later did post on social media saying he had been checked over by a doctor. His voice is now back on the mend. He apologised for the inconvenience to fans and said they will be returning to Berlin on November the 13th. An animal welfare officer in Oregon came to the rescue of a fawn that was in big trouble. You're okay. We're going to get you out of here. A body camera on the officer showing her talking to the animal in a very soothing voice. Somehow the fawn had managed to get stuck in a picket fence. The officer covered its head with a cloth before freeing it. Once the cloth was removed, the fawn then just scampered away, as you can see. All right, we are heading down there in just a minute for Yvonne, but uh, just before that, some nasty weather. I want to tell you about this. This was in Quinell today. Yeah, this is what it looked like at 4 o'clock this afternoon. A global viewer sending this video in, uh, showing hail pelting down in his garden. It only hailed for a few minutes. Fortunately, as far as he could tell, the downpour didn't cause any damage. But what a difference... Uh, it is down here. Yvonne is at the Peony, and uh, luckily, no rain, Yvonne. It, it looks pretty nice. It's a great day for the Peony. Yes, and for those that were in the central interior and Quinell, there was a severe thunderstorm warning that was briefly for the afternoon, and that's why we saw that active weather just roll through the area. But a beautiful night here. We're just at Celebration Plaza, and a great night if you're planning on heading down to the PE. We've got a bit more cloud cover rolling in, but it will remain dry. A look at our tower cam shot and a check on our forecast as we round off the long weekend. It is going to remain dry. Temperatures were very pleasant today. We climbed up to 20 for most areas, right where we should be for this time of the year, and a record of 20. 
27 degrees was set back in 1974. Highs of 25 for Kelowna, Prince George today climbing up to 16 degrees and Victoria climbing up to 20. Current temperatures for Victoria at 15, Kamloops at 22 and areas near Cranbrook with trail up to 24. Smoky Skies Advisory still seeing local smoke for the following areas that are in grey and it stretches in towards the Okanagan Valley as well as the southeastern corners of the province. We've got more cloud cover rolling in across the south coast evening overnight. It'll be similar for the morning hours. A slight chance for an isolated shower so if you're planning on heading down to the Peony it won't be very heavy but we may see a little sprinkle. The active weather still seeing some lightning strikes and that's across the central interior Quinell. That's where the storm rolled through and that was earlier this afternoon. We've got a bit of moisture still sticking into the southern interior. It'll be for the morning hours, a chance of showers, and then a nice clearing on the way from most areas or throughout much of the province and similar as we look ahead towards Tuesday for back to school. The piece will still have cloud cover, a clearing on the way by the afternoon. Whitehorse underneath a partly cloudy sky in 15. Coastal sections tomorrow will be up to 16 degrees, remaining dry for inland sections. Caribou and central interior 13 will be the high. Columbia and Kootenai winds tomorrow ramping up northwesterly with gusts of up to 40 kilometers per hour and very windy for the Thompson Okanagan with gusts of up to 50. The showers will be for the morning, breaks by the afternoon. Whistler will see more cloud cover tomorrow and then a clearing by the afternoon. It'll be similar for most spots, especially near the island with Victoria getting up to 19. Across Metro Vancouver and a check on our five-day forecast fantastic rounding off the long weekend. It'll be Tuesday, Wednesday for back to school just in time. Uh, for those, it'll be a nice day for both days and temperatures are actually going to warm up to 25 and 26. All right, you guys are popular at the Peony. This is the Dueling Pianos. I'm joined by Kin and Drew. You guys have returned for six years. Tell us a bit about the crowds that are down here and the show that you guys put on. So we do a Dueling Piano show, which is all requests. We try to get the audience involved on just about every song and it's really just meant to be like a hyper party where anything we can get to happen happens and uh, the crowds are great this couldn't be the best this is probably the best place we perform this this act around the world and we've played all over the world so we know yes. yeah. and is there anything new at the peony this year that you guys are bringing to your dueling piano show you mean besides our, our baby uh, <laughs> we have a two-month baby so that's been great. congratulations thank you thank you thank you and uh, no we uh, every year seems to get better in terms of people's understanding of what we're trying to do so we come in and everyone's already warm as they say ready to sing ready to clap ready to request great songs and uh, dancing and it's been fuller this year than ever before all all 14 nights now we've played have been packed first and second sets so that's great the crowds are out and we have to ask at home what are some of the popular songs that people request they want to sing to and they want to dance to what are some of the most popular songs out there don't stop believing probably have like 20 requests for that song like before we even start bohemian rhapsody yeah. um Bon Jovi, Living on a Prayer. Piano Man. Uh, Piano night. Man, Every Night. Sweet uh, Caroline. Sweet those, Caroline, those Benny biggest. and the Jets. Yeah. Just songs that you would, you know, are played all over the world and yeah. people are like, I gotta hear it. So we have those written down quite well, a bit. Thank you for coming back to Vancouver year yeah. after year and especially here to the PE. If people still want to check you out, what are your last and final show times? Tonight, uh, 7 o'clock and 10 o'clock, and then tomorrow wow. at 7 and 10 o'clock. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank and, of course, you. you can check them out still both this evening and for tomorrow. Back to you. All right. All great songs. Thank you very much for that, Yvonne. All right. Not sure what you're going to do if you reach 100, when you reach 100. But check this story out. This is a military veteran who kicked off his 100th birthday by jumping out of an airplane. Retired Army Master Sergeant Polito Olivas went skydiving to mark the milestone. 
Apparently, he's no stranger to free falls, having spent 30 years jumping out of planes in the military. Now his friends are encouraging him to break the world record age for skydiving, which is, by the way, 101. Been very fortunate. A lot of friends, a lot of close calls, but uh, you got to save me for something. I want you to uh, make sure that you plan on your uh, 103rd birthday that we're out here uh, jumping again. We're Can you do that? Got competition, though. Uh, you've got competition. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. Oh, yeah, better do it. Outstanding. Hey, better stay healthy, keep drinking my Bud Light. <laughs> All right, let's get all your sports right now with Barry. Yeah, it wasn't, okay. it wasn't a great day uh, for Canadians in the golf and tennis world, oh. unfortunately. Bit of, a, bit of a downer, unfortunately. All right, I got, I got to report it. Just can't <laughs> say the good stuff. Thanks, Sonia. Uh, Canada's hopes that the U.S. Open rested on the broad shoulders of Milos Raonic. Milos trying to get past the fourth round at Flushing Meadows for the first time. He'd been there three times before, but he's not been able to break through to the quarterfinals. Today, Milos took on a guy who can serve just as well or better than him. Six foot ten American John Isner. Raonic, one and four head to head versus Isner in his career. Great start, though, for Milos as he will. Hammer the backhander to Isner's feet. That's a long way to get down for a guy 6'10. Early break for Milos, up two love in the first set. And then Raonic will serve out the first set. Some uh, nice touch at the net by the big man from the Toronto area. And he takes the opening set six games to three. But Isner will get the break early in the second. And he too shows some great touch, digging out the volley there. Second set goes to Isner, 6-3. Third set, Raonic's level dropping somewhat. He will net the forehand, another break for Isner. I thought we'd see five tiebreakers in this match because rarely do these guys get broken, but there were some breaks of serve. So Milos, though, dug in in the fourth. Breaks Isner at love here. Nice backhand pass. So he's up a break now in the fourth. He had a chance to serve out the set, but in trouble down 15-40. But this was very positive. I think this was his best point of the match. In desperation mode, runs down the backhand and rips the winner down the line. He would hold to take the set and force a fifth. But before that final set starts, Raonic called for a trainer, gets some treatment, and it looked like it did affect him. Early in the fifth, Raonic facing break point, and he double faults. Wasn't bending very well. Maybe the movement lacking there. That's why he needed the physio. Isner jumped out three love in the fifth. Isner was just the better player in the match, uh, in late in the match. Milos didn't move well. Was he injured? We don't know. Match point into the net, and Isner wins the battle of the Giants in five sets. So with Milos out, no more Canadians left at the U.S. Open for week two. Meanwhile, men's top seed... Rafa Nadal taking on Georgia's Nicolas Basileshvili. I hope I pronounced that guy's name. I'm not going to give it another attempt. Rafa rolling early. Big serve sets up the forehand winner. Won the first two sets 6-3. Basileshvili did win the third in a tie break, but Nadal steadied the ship, closed this one out with an ace. Rafa moving on to the quarterfinals at the U.S. Open. Serena Williams coming off that rather easy win over Serena, or, or the, over Venus rather, in the third round, taking on Kai Kanepi of Estonia. Bit of a strange match. Serena won the opening set 6-love, dropped the second set 6-4, but then put the pedal down in the third. This is match point, and Serena had some guttural yells during this match. She was pumped up. She's going on to the quarterfinals.
All right, CFL today, Blue Bombers and Rough Riders, traditional Labor Day set from Regina. Lions have to catch one of these teams to make the playoffs. Second quarter, Winnipeg down 7-3, but Matt Nichols goes 31 yards to Kenbrell Tompkins for the touchdown. 10-7 Blue Bombers, but the Riders get it back on special teams. Kyron Moore will break a tackle, and that is costly for the Bombers. Moore with the escape and then takes it all the way. 65-yard punt return touchdown for Cairo Moore. 14-10, Riders jump to the fourth. Riders down three now, but it's Zach Kalaros to Marcus Thigpen. 25-yard touchdown. Saskatchewan wins its third straight, 31-23. They're now 6-4. Bombers drop to 5-6. They'll meet again next Sunday in Winnipeg. Golf now, FedEx Cup playoffs from Boston. Third round of the Dell Technologies Championship. Abbotsford's Adam Hadwin inside the top ten when the day began. Got off to a great start. This is his approach on the first Beautiful wedge from 130 yards out, perfectly judged, gets it to about five feet, and then steps up and makes the birdie. Adam, one under 71 today. He's at seven under, tied for 16th, so went backwards a bit with the one more round to go. He's tied with Tiger Woods, who shot three under 68. Nice touch on the 18th for Tiger. Nearly holds it for Eagle. It's a tap-in birdie. Tiger also at minus seven, tied for 16th. Englishman Tyrell Hatton. On the 10th from off the green. That's in for a birdie. He's at 12 under, just one off the lead. Bryson DeChambeau, who won the first playoff tournament last week, in contention again. How about this second shot on the finishing hole, the par 5 18th, from 237, flushes one to two feet. It's a tap-in eagle for DeChambeau, 8 under 63 today, and he is just one off the lead. Top spot belongs to unheralded Mexican Abraham Anser, 6 under 65 today, one shot lead at minus 13, looking for his first ever PGA Tour win, so there'll be some pressure on him tomorrow. Final round right here on Global Labor Day Monday at 1230. LPGA Tours can be a Portland Classic final round. Canada's Brooke Henderson has won this tournament twice, but just ran out of gas after that emotional win last week at the Canadian Open. Sinks the long birdie here, but a tough final round for Brooke. Three over, finished well back, tied 21st at minus four. American Marina Alex, a 10 under 62 in the opening round, a couple of 71s in rounds two and three, and then went low again today. Five straight birdies on the front side, including that big bomb at the seventh, and then... Her approach at 15 led to her eighth birdie of the day, and American Marina Alex gets her first LPGA Tour win in Portland at 19 under, four shots better than England's Georgia Hall. Welcome back. The Whitecaps did what they absolutely had to do in this home-and-home series with the last place San Jose Earthquakes, and that's take home all six points. They completed the sweep last night with an entertaining 2-1 win at BC Place. The victory leaves Vancouver in seventh place now, just a point out of the final playoff spot with seven to play. It's right there for them if they can just keep on winning. Kamara, Reyna, slips it through. Here comes Dan! It was the start we didn't see a week ago in San Jose. Alfonso Davies setting the tone early for the Whitecaps in a match they had to have. Playing the first of three straight at BC Place and hunting down a playoff spot, the Caps attacked early, often, and defended well for most of the 90-plus minutes against San Jose. He is the quick killer! 
more important than the points I thought was the performance I thought they were they were excellent uh, we played positively we played with a smile on our face lots of good football um, up until probably the 91st minute and then we as Vancouver Whitecaps do we make it interesting for ourselves and we have to put our bodies on the line at the end but uh, a good all-round performance and I challenged them for it so uh, happy tightening up their back line is a must for the Caps so is making BC place into a fortress during this crucial homestand if Vancouver intends on playing in the postseason it has to be the full three points from every match points are that important right now for the Caps one back of the final playoff spot in the West and that means more quality efforts night in and night out I mean it's going to take uh, you know exactly what we did tonight and that's determination grit and and you know blocking blocking potential goals when we need to you saw Kendall in the 90, 90th minute block that and that just shows again what, what it means to to him and, and, and us as a team and it, a lot of times it's going to come down to that even though you're up to nothing you get one goal scored against you and a lot of teams will fold you, you saw exactly what we did to, to San Jose opposite uh, they were on the opposite end of it um, and our comeback, but at the end, you know, we, we just got to continue to to grind out wins and and, and get get points, especially at home. Set four, one. All right, let's check out some action from Ottawa, Canada, taking on Brazil in a friendly. Will this be the first chance? And Canada gets the only goal of the match. Janine Becky on the free kick. Nichelle Prince fires it in. It's her seventh international goal. Canada beats Brazil 1-0. Canada prepping for the next month's uh, CONCACAF championship in the USA, which is a qualifier for next year's Women's World Cup. English Premiership, battle of 3-0 teams. Spurs, who we expected to be 3-0 against Watford, who we did not expect to be there. 53rd minute, they catch a break. The Spurs, that is. It's an own goal off Ducure. 1-0 Tottenham. But Watford equalize. Off the set piece, Troy Deeney is going to head this one in, much to the delight of their yellow-clad supporters. It's 1-1. And then eight minutes later, off another set piece, Craig Cathcart delivers the winning header. Watford got some game. They shock Spurs 2-1. Watford's a perfect 4-0 tied atop the uh, league with Liverpool and Chelsea. Spurs dropped to 3-1 and... and Man United fans, they did win 2-0 uh, over Burnley, so Man United's 2-2. Two and two. All right, it is the Super Bowl of collectible car show competitions, and a team from BC won top honours for their meticulous work restoring a 1937 Alfa Romeo. As Nisi Gacha now reports, their victory may have been a week ago, but these guys, they are still riding high. The 2018 Pebble Beach Concord Elegance Best of Show winner is the 1937 Alfa Romeo. <laughs> The 1937 Alfa Romeo that earned top honors at the Pebble Beach Concours d'Elegance in California, not only a big win for its LA-based owner, but also for the North Vancouver shop where it was restored. In the automotive world, it's like winning the Super Bowl. The tight-knit team of six still riding on the high. I feel like I've accomplished all my, my goals, like I've won the Olympics kind of thing. We've been runner-up for best of show three times, and this is... Finally, we won it, so I'm not, no longer a bridesmaid, I'm a bride. <laughs> this isn't the first Alfa Romeo RX Auto Works has restored. There's five of these cars made. This, is the, this one was the prototype. 
and we did the last one about 10 years ago. This car came to them in what appeared to be great condition. And once you start looking into it, you could see that it had numerous restorations over the years, and so we had to unrestore it, get rid of all the stuff that was wrong. Right down to the washers and screws, every single piece of the Alfa Romeo is analyzed. Made it to when it was in the 1937 Berlin car show, and so that was the year we picked to restore it too, because that's when it was sold. Finding the parts, a challenge of its own. But what took the most time, the paint, to perfect this deep blue color. I did over 100 different colors to get that actual color. And that was a lot of work. The Pebble Beach Show is the finest concours in the world, according to one of the event's judges. The field itself is generally approximately 200 cars. For them to win anything uh, because of the size of the competition they're dealing with is, is staggering. But this big break won't put the brakes on their momentum. I've been with these guys for 20 years now, and every car we do is better than the one before it. And we have next year's project already on the go to go again next year, and we'll see where it goes. Neetu Garcha, Global News. Oh, well wow. done to them. That is a beautiful car, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it looks great. And those guys, like, that's their baby. They care yes. about that more than anything in the world. More than their anything. families. And, is that what you're saying? <laughs> it takes over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, throw it over to Yvonne at the Peony for one last time uh, tonight, Yvonne. It's very nice down here. A final look at our five-day forecast. Uh, we are going to see more cloud cover and a very slight chance uh, for a shower as we approach this evening and overnight. For Labor Day tomorrow morning, there will be some cloud cover. It'll clear out. We've got some sunshine. And for back to school on Tuesday, if you're planning your outfits, also sunny and areas away from the water could warm up closer to 25 degrees. Eat Guys? one more thing, Yvonne. What more th can you eat there? <laughs> I can't eat anymore. <laughs> I'm peonied out. You it's enough food out. for He's me. He's just little. One fry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for watching, everybody. Uh, have a great evening. <laughs> <laughs>